Today on the Zabecast, who would have thought that cancel culture would become this? Widespread coronavirus hysteria. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me and he dares to fire on maybe the most popular host on ESPN. And forget where Brady is going. I've got a quarterback who will likely be on the move that I think is the biggest swing potential in the league. Your bonus 40 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Monday, March 11, 2020, and man, did Tuesday get squirrely as the afternoon went on. Cancel culture at its finest. I am fucking furious about the attitude and the way this country is facing this crisis. It is ridiculous. Oh, we're not going to have crowds at games. One conference after another. And now people, sports writers, Dan Wolken, USA Today. I've never seen a, a profession, sports writers, that actively root against their own self-interest, that actively shit on their own business as much as sports writers do. Dan Wolken of USA Today saying, we must think about canceling the tournament. The fuck we do what if a player tests positive for coronavirus (gasps) oh my god well you know what he could test positive staying at home or going to a bar or something else this has gone too fucking far because once you start canceling shit who's going to be the one to uncancel it and when and how when is the clear signal okay it's so it's okay to come out and and live your life again do you think that limiting you know the ohio we we want no indoor gatherings over a thousand people what what's so magic about that a thousand what about people that go to work that get on trains that commute uh, that are in other public spaces what if they go to five places the mall a chick-fil-a somewhere else well yeah it's still better to limit some things no I mean, maybe it is, but what else are you going to limit? Who's going to say it's okay now? We can come out. When, Like what? When we have a peak of coronavirus cases and then it starts to go down? What if the total number of cases, which were at 808, 808. I know that's a low number because we don't have the test kits. The CDC doesn't have the test kits and they don't know how they're going to deliver them. And whose fault is that? I don't know. And we'll see. Let's see where the dirty finger of blame goes. I know a lot of people are going to blame Trump, and you know what? He's the president, so I guess he gets the blame. But remember, the CDC is an agency that has its own ecosystem and budget and people, and I think they have got appointees that span different administrations, but I'm not going to argue that now. The bottom line is we might be looking at, in fact, we I'm sure we are looking at multiple months of rising infection totals, and we're probably looking at, when it's all said and done, infections approaching 100,000 people. And guess what? That might mean 2,000 dead if it's a 2% killer, which it kind of looks like it is. Is that right? 100,000, 2,000. Okay, so 100,000, 2,000 dead. That spans from now until September 1st. You got to cancel everything? 
You cancel the NCAA tournament, and then you realize, oh, this thing is here. It's around. We can't stop it. We can't report now, oh, five new cases here, four more there. It becomes boring because it's like, yeah, it's uh, thousands and, you know, 10,000 here, 5,000 there. Yeah, it's all over, and we're dealing with it. It's a mess, but we're dealing with it. Oh, God, we guess we should have played the NCAA tournament after all. I guess that's a good thing. I guess that was a bad thing not to do that. No, we could stop this. Well, maybe, I suppose. Look, you can't cancel your way out of everything. And at the end of the day, we're a nation of 330 million people. And we move around and we spend money and we need to spend money so people can make money and can pay the rent. And we don't go into a massive recession. At some point, the... Uh, the cure is worse than the disease. And if you say, well, it doesn't matter. It's just a basketball tournament. No, it's it's livelihoods. It's money. It's commerce. It's a once-in-a-lifetime moment for these young men and these coaches and these fans that want to watch the games. And if you want to opt, if you're too scared to go out of the house, then you stay home. Cancel your own life. Don't cancel mine. It's enough already. But this is the soft-ass risk avoidant, we're scared of our own shadow society we have become. And the group think and the herd mentality, my God, uh, people just want to crush anybody with a differing opinion. And these companies are all worried about it and covering their ass. We better cancel this. We better cancel that. Fuck, it pisses me off. Okay, how about some nice content to soothe me before we talk to Notorious J-A-Y? This is great. <laughs> Alex Ovechkin in his driveway in suburban Virginia with a series of hockey pucks, one, two, three, four, five, six, on black asphalt, shooting into a hockey net at full blast, full slap shots, just a dry pavement, regulation hockey pucks, and he is blistering them off the pavement into the net where if, God forbid, he missed the net, this thing would fly over the fence into a neighbor's yard through a breakfast window and kill somebody. That's how hard he's hitting it. And who's standing behind Ovi, the grade eight, watching him? None other than his little boy, who is, I don't know how old he is, but he's toddling age and he is laughing. His This is chicken soup for the soul in these uncertain pussy-ass times. <laughs> oh, my God. Ovi's, kid is hol- Ovi's kid's holding a full-size regulation stick, one of Ovi's sticks. And he's got a little hat on. He's got sweatpants on. And, uh, and he is just giggling his face off. Look at that. Good stuff. And then the dog, his black lab, runs behind him. Classic scene of Americana. All right. Time now for Notorious J-A-Y. Well, better get this interview in before it's canceled. 
Tuesday, the whole fucking world grabbed their vagina collectively. I've had enough of it, Jay. That was going to be my first point to talk to you about. (laughs) We got to work on this connection. Are you on speakerphone, headphones, AirPods? What do we got there? Sounds a little bit hollow. Uh, AirPods. Oh, I can take boy. them out and go to the phone phone. I'm sorry to even ask you to do that, but it's just it's the the, the quality is not what your listeners and your fans demand of you, Jay, because you are their favorite Zabecast uh, contributor. Not really. Now, go ahead. Right. Now you yes. gotta now you gotta hold the you gotta hold the phone in your hand like a hump. I know. Smash it up to your face. Get all that coronavirus all over your face. <laughs> oh. oh, are you going to talk about a contingency plan? There ain't no fucking contingency plan, motherfucker. Okay, it's happening. It's happening. Here's the contingency plan. Don't ask for a refund if you sign up for Zabe Vegas. No refunds. None. <laughs> Don't give a shit. Now, if if the world goes completely crazy and they cancel flights... At, at like nine eleven, then I don't know. I can't legitimately drive out to Vegas. I, I don't no. have the time off to do that. I kind of want to do it just to prove a point, but hopefully we're not going to get there. Look, I don't mind if you cancel your life. Don't fucking cancel my life over your fears, okay? This canceling, the, the, the wave of conferences on Tuesday that said, well, we're going to play games without fans is complete bullshit because you know that those fans are not going to sit at home and self-quarantine. They're going to go do something else. They're going to go to a bar together, and then they're going to go out, and they're going to get on a train together on the subway. They're still going to mix with other people and congregate. I want to see the study that says, canceling fans at sporting events is a proven way to slow down pandemics. Prove it to me. I'd like to know where this ranks with the Ebola virus. Oh, well, shit. Ebola was more deadly, but it didn't get very far in this country. It it wreaked havoc. It tore Africa a new ass pretty good. But in terms of the numbers, see, I was trying to relate this. I did an analogy this morning on 97.3 The Game because I was – I was so angry. I was so angry at sports fans responding to sports guy tweets on my timeline. Like Darren Ravel, just all he did, he goes, deaths, cases, coronavirus, deaths, cases, flu. And people lost their fucking mind because everybody said, this is different. Coronavirus kills 3.4% of people. And I kept saying to myself two things. One, that's its home shooting percentage back in December. In Wuhan, it hasn't shot 3.4% the coronavirus since the early outbreak when they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. That's number one. Number two, the game, Jay. This is what sports fans should know. The game's early. We're five minutes into the game. Okay. I'm just, I'm just I was thinking, does Zabe have a contingency plan for this? But Your do contingency you, do plan you, is but fuck the virus. Do you right? understand what I'm saying, though, about... You don't it's take very early. We know nothing. You don't yes. take a shooting percentage from like as I said in America half of the 26 deaths were at that nursing home in Seattle. I read about that nursing home. These poor patients were already on death's door with other illnesses. This coronavirus just pushed them. It blew on them and knocked them over the edge and killed them. I said, this is like the coronavirus getting a bunch of layups early in the game, so its shooting percentage goes up. 
So, now, now to extend the basketball like, analogy, basketball. That's what the right. coronavirus is doing right now. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Even 115,000 cases worldwide, which is what I think it is. Let me go to the coronavirus webpage just to get the latest worldwide count. And we are at 118. 118 ain't shit, Jay. Real pandemics cover 50, 60 million people. Now there's a full game of data to go under. Not 118,000. Anyway, I was liking it. Like I was saying, all right, people are like, well, it's not like the flu. The reason it's not like the flu is because it's different. Like we don't get new viruses very often. This is a new virus, right? So it's right. like it's like we're scouting this virus's game. Let's call this virus uh, Corey COVID. And Corey COVID lit it up in a game against Wuhan in December. I mean, he was sensational. And everyone's talking about him. Like, hey, man, you seen this new virus, Corey COVID? He's amazing. Kills 3.4% of people he infects. Holy shit. That's a lot he more has, than the flu. he hasn't played anybody yet. He hasn't played right. anybody yet. That's right. And so when people go, well, is there a YouTube of this game uh, uh, against Wuhan? And everyone's like, nah. Nah, just newspaper reports. And you're like, well, Wuhan, what conference are they in? Are they any good? Do they play any defense? Remember, in China, Jay, God bless them. They're eating bats, cats, rats, all kinds of shit. They're smoking like motherfuckers. They're stacked on top of each other. And the air quality in China is already shit. All right? So all those things have to be considered. Outside of its home game, old Corey COVID, he's shooting 0.7% in South Korea. Now, he's tearing Italy a new ass, but Italy plays shitty defense. We know that. I liken this guy, it's like we play the coronavirus conference as humans all the time. And the coronavirus conference, Jay, it's like the MEAC. It's mostly easy pickings. Ouch. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a harsh one, right? A traditionally Ouch. black co- co- conference. Yes. I mean, yes. but in, in the coronavirus conference, because there's, there's 70. The whatever. There's 70. The it's got to be a minor. Okay. Sunbelt. Is that better? Sunbelt. There you go. Okay. okay. The, the coronavirus conference, there's 70. There's like 70 plus coronaviruses out there. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. These that we know about. This is a new one. But there's there's teams like Common Cold U and Lung Infection Tech and Bronchitis State. We play these teams all the time. Most of the time, you beat them. They can rise up and beat somebody with an underlying condition. Condition they do. Then there's another league called the Influenza Conference or Influenza Conference. Yes, I've heard of that. I've heard of that conference. Guess what, Jay? We lose a lot more games, team human, in that conference. So. If you bring up on Twitter, hey, you know, it's the influenza conference. We lose a lot more games than the coronavirus conference. You will get shouted down like, you idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. I believe I saw uh, yearly people who die from the common flu is like 33,000, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Yes. Now, again, the reason this is different is this is a new player. And occasionally new players come along that the World Health Organization scouts and they're like, oh shit, this dude's legit. Like Tyrone Sars was a real son of a bitch. He was a 6'9 big man who could shoot, Jay, and he killed 10%. Tyrone Sars shot 10%. But guess what? He had a cocaine addiction, ended up getting kicked out of the league, 
career is over. Last case of SARS was 04. So, so you're saying this is like uh, Trey Young so far? No, not even. You know who COVID-19 is as a basketball player? He's a generic coronavirus conference white guy shooting guard. You watch. <laughs> you watch. When this fucking game is over, he's going to have a shooting percentage of under 1%. Okay. Mark my words. Okay. I'm oh. guaranteeing it. Under 1%. Speaking of basketball. I meant to Texas T two weeks ago and I totally forgot. So I'm watching Maryland play Nebraska. I yes. look on the bench and I go, I know that. Wait a minute. Bobby Lutz is assistant coach at Nebraska. Yeah. Cause that was your boy, right? It was my boy. I, I, th- I thought you guys were buddies. We were buddies. I played golf with him once. I guess that does oh, kind of make sorry. us buddies, okay. right? Well, yeah, but I thought you you had a relationship with Bobby Lutz. Well, Bobby Lutz was the head coach at UNC Charlotte, now just known as Charlotte. Yes. And he took them to the NCAA tournament a couple of years. The the guy ahead of him, a black guy who had the program going, ended up getting the job at Texas A&M. And so Lutz took over. Uh, I don't remember who that was. Hold on. The UNC Charlotte list of head coaches. Let's see if the internet's open at this late hour, Jay. Oh, it's open. How about that? Oh, wow. Yeah, funny how that is. Uh, here we yeah. go. Ready? Melvin Watkins. Oh, yes. Okay, I remember. Do you remember Melvin, Melvin Watkins? Watkins? Yes, I okay. do, yes. Melvin Watkins went 42-20 and 20 at UNC Charlotte and got a sweet deal at Texas A&M. Now, do, you, do you know who replaced Melvin Watkins after he got fired at Texas A&M? No. Mark Turgeon. No way. Yes. So at A&M, so let's see. Uh, so uh, what's his name? Took him to uh, Melvin Watkins, took the UNC Charlotte 49ers to two NCAA tournaments back-to-back, 96 or 97-98. He went 22-9, and 20-11 in Conference USA. They are good. They are having battles with uh, Cincinnati back then and Bobby Huggins, right? Yep. And actually – Took them out of the first round both times. See, that'll get you a big payday somewhere, won't it? Small, and then he went to small school. A&M. Went to A&M. You ready? Ready for his records? Hello? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm sorry. I'm waiting. 12 and 15, 8 and 20, 10 and 20, 10 and 20, 14 and 14, Not 7 good. and 21. You're fired. Wow, they gave him they gave him six years. Wow, for all for all the cases of you fired the black man. Why'd you fire the black man? I got to tell you, that is a long leash. There, I mean, you go eight and twenty, ten and twenty, and then ten and twenty two, and you survive that. Yeah, uh, then they got uh, Mark Turgeon from Wichita State. Yep. That's how, yeah, I remember that. Yes. You know, you know what's funny about uh, A&M? They got big dollars, man. They but they're have, never good. They're that's never the, good that's anything. The, that's the fucking thing, isn't it? I think it, okay. I think it drives them fucking crazy. They have big money alums. They are able to recruit. They don't have the sex appeal of Texas. 
And they've got all the facilities you want. They've got a great campus environment. They just can't win consistently. Oh, I lost you for a second. Oh, sorry about that. You with me now? You with me now? You with me? Can you hear me okay. now? Okay. There you go. Yes. All right. Don't all right. move anymore. Okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll just stay real still. Anyhow. Yeah, no, they're so jealous, and they they are. Oh, they're like Oklahoma State. That's who. That's who they are in there. Oklahoma State. They're pretty good, but not really good in anything. Right, and Oklahoma State has the big uh, T Boone Pickens money. T Boone. Right. 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 And he has definitely put, but back to Bobby Lutz for a second. So you were saying, hey, wait a minute. What's he doing on Nebraska's bench? Yeah, he was like, he was on the, the rocket ship to a good D1 job. And then he, I think he took a pro job, if I remember correctly, or he took, no, no, no. He went to somebody else's bench as their like associate head coach. Cause I think he stayed. Here's the thing. He was he, he shot it for like seven years. No. 12 as 12. head coach. Right, okay. He took him to the tournament five times. Which is good for them. Plus three NITs. I mean, they're one-bid league, so... Yeah. And so he was uh, he was doing good, but he ended up in the D League. Oh, why? I don't, I don't know. He From Charlotte, he went to Iowa State as an assistant. NC State as an assistant, NC State as an associate head coach, which I guess is a step up. And then he was in the D League with the Windy City Bulls. Oh, that's right. He was an assistant under cheating ass Mark Gottlieb. And now he is a special assistant at Nebraska. Yes. that's why He doesn't have the mustache anymore. And I was like, I know who that is. And I kept... I had to go to their website and go, ah, it's Bobby Lutz. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you talk about in the podcast today with Jay? Bobby fucking Lutz his whole <laughs> career, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, I, I know you want to talk about right. how the uh, NFL Players Association is going to fuck themselves and not fight and give in and then start bitching again in like three years. All right, right? Can, let's talk about that. Where do you stand? I, I I put a poll up today on Twitter. I said, what are, what are some of the worst sports radio topics? One of them was NFL-CBA talk. Another one was instant replay. A third one was college cheating scandals, you know, NCAA violation scandals. And the fourth was right. baseball, which was a cheap shot. Oh, that's not, that's not fair. But, I, no, I find it interesting because – Half the players who are making money are like, no, we've got to fight more. And the guys who aren't making any money are like, fuck you, I'm signing this deal. Right. And, and that's why the NFL Players Union is the weakest union. Well, I don't. I, does, does hockey have a union? I don't know if they do. Yeah. But no, they all the have. They all have unions. But you're right. The NFL is the weakest because there's too many players. That's number one, and they're all so spread out in terms of value and job security, and whether they really matter in the game, right? Do you know who the NFL Players Union is? They are Carmelo Soprano. They always give in. Just buy them something pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you could argue that that's the case. It's just, it's so hard for them when they have a short window to make money to think, hey, we're going to do something to help the next generation of players. Nobody, there's no Kurt Flood in football. A guy no. who basically gave up his career so the next generation would have something better. There, 
I got to get mine. That's the that should be the NFL Players Association. <laughs> I got I got to get mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing I th- I was thinking about this. The thing with Kurt Flood and baseball is that they so had their thumb on the players. It was so unfair. The reserve clause. That, that, that the judge was like, this can't happen anymore. Yeah. Right. That eventually someone had to say, this is fucking bullshit. You know, it's 1972 or whatever the year was. I ain't having it. And thank God for Kurt Flood to be that guy that stood up and did it. But in yeah, football, well, in football, lost. I know he lost, but he still challenged it. And that he then right, started right. the other guys. I think uh, Messerschmitt, Dave Messerschmitt was yeah, the first guy. Dave McNally and right. uh, oh God, I can't remember the third one. The Pat Dobson? Eh. Whatever. Somebody somebody will correct you and I. But yeah. I know Andy Messersmith and, and Dave McNally were too. Right. Anyway, so I think in football, things are relatively too good. And I think the really shrewd, cynical thing by the owners was, hey, why don't we just not suspend you for marijuana anymore? And boy, yeah. does that sound like paradise for a lot of these guys, right? They should have. If the owners were smart, they would have said no preseason games. I don't think they have to because the stars don't play anyway. The only guys who play preseason are the guys who are hungry, trying to make the team, and they're like, "Fuck it, I'm ready to play, man. I want to go hit somebody." Or they could have given them two uh, two bye weeks. That would have been. But God, the the owners they they just they're just going to sit back. Yep. And let the roosters come home to roost. The chickens come home to roost. Excuse me. And that's what's going to happen. They beat them last time. They're going to beat them worse this time. Oh, yeah. They always win. Yes, they always well, win. That's what that's what being a billionaire does. <laughs> There's only 32 of them. They're all billionaires. And uh, the NFL players, some of them are mere thousandaires. <laughs> if that. They might even have negative equity when you count all their kid payments and outstanding loans on cars and whatnot. Well, from from uh, what's the um, one of the Pouncy boys said, if you guys need money, come to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm <laughs> yeah. sure, Mike. I'm sure, Mike. You can cover the whole league. The yeah. first bank of Pouncy. Um. Uh, yes, uh, Marquise. What are your uh, ins- What are your rates? Your interest rates here? I'm interested <laughs> in this. <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you see that uh, Dennis Dodd reported that FBS attendance, Division One football attendance, is at a 24 year low. It's gone down for the eighth time now in nine years. SEC attendance is the lowest since 2000. Pac-12 attendance is the lowest since they started keeping stats in 1978. What is the cause of that? I don't don't know. Well. You ready, Boomer? Here we go. You ready, Boomer? Here we go. Okay. It's in the palm of these kids' hands. Right. And it's in their face all day, every day. Oh, yeah. That that does make sense. And watching it at home is much better than being it, with uh, 80,000 people drunk. But that's, a, that's us middle-aged dudes saying that. If you're young, going to the game should be fun as shit. It used to be fun as shit because it was one of the more stimulating things you could do. Now they get their stimulation every day in little bite-sized digital dollops. Likes and retweets and, oh, look at this picture. I don't know how you turn it around. I don't. We're generation addicted to their goddamn phones. Well, every sport is down in attendance, though. Mm, Yeah, I suppose. Maybe not the NBA, but their viewership is down because of China and 
and uh, Daryl Morey. But that's like the only, you know, Yeah, I think NBA attendance is still pretty good. I think so. I'm not sure. Did you uh, see, speaking of the NBA, the Draymond Green, Charles Barkley spat? Oh, that was the best thing. Oh, Barkley has fired back. Here's a quick, I'm going to replay it one more time. I played it Monday. This is Draymond Green uh, talking about Charles Barkley. You better, better watch himself. Otherwise, old Draymond's going to come take his job. Obviously, guys like Barkley, but beyond that. No, Barkley should stop before I go take his job, though. So I can do that well, too. He already didn't make enough money playing, so he need that job. He should stop talking to me. I like to, you know, tendency to end people. A tendency to end people. Oh, you're so tough. I love how he br- brings up the fact that he needs the money because he didn't make enough when he played. And then he brings up he's got no rings. Well, Barkley was on the Dan Patrick show and issued, I, I heard think, this today. the perfect response. He's like the guy in the boy band who's the least important member. <laughs> and he think he think the crowd is like cheering for him. He doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, he's the least famous person in the boy band. And he thinks he's a star. So he's, he's Joey not. he's Joey Fatone. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna talk about Joey. I know Joey. Okay, Lance Bass. He's Lance Stop Bass. Stop it, man. We're not gonna insult <laughs> anybody. But he's like in the boy band. Who's lucky to be in the boy band? And like, he think all the girls are screaming for him. And like, no, they're screaming for Justin Timberlake. You're just in the band. Well, Jay, is he right? He's so right. He is so right. Draymond <laughs> Green, very good complimentary player, but you know, he's no superstar. Do you know? What? I, I love how Barkley said he's averaging a, a triple single this year. <laughs> he's averaging a triple <laughs> single in a season in which. All the shots he could want are his to take. Like, think about it. This is a dream for a, a guy that loves to shoot if he was a real scorer, right? Well, oh God, I'd love this. I can do anything I want to. Right. right. We're, we're not even trying to win. We got Steph and Clay out with injuries. So who cares? Fucking light it up, and he's still under 10 points. He is a career 9-7 and seven guy. But he is, he is a excellent – like, he thinks he's Hall of Fame. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. Do you know Do you know what his new contract extension is going to be when it kicks in next year? Uh-oh. Take this a guess. Good. $10 million? Per year? Yeah. For how Which long? Low for four years? Like, for three or four years. Yeah. Yeah, Jay, that's not even close. Come on, man. Okay, well, I would. Okay. Twenty-five million per year for Draymond fucking Green for the next four years, and I'm gonna clue you in. Spoiler alert: the next four are not gonna be as good as the last four. Four for nine and seven, you get twenty-five million. Four for that is a left-handed specialist. That's right. Four for a hundred is the extension that he got. That's fiscal irresponsibility. It's, but it's almost like this is the product of TV rights deals that have enriched the league, that have lifted the salary cap, and has made the teams just have to push money out the door to somebody, anybody. Hell, it's not even the most egregious extension signed during that bump of rights fees a couple years ago. The extension that Tristan Thompson, that bum, got 
Oh, that, that's because LeBron got him that. I know. It's absolutely insane. If you have a kid that plays both football and basketball, pop the basketball with a knife or football with a knife and throw it away. Oh, definitely. Yes. Most definitely. I don't, I don't even, well, speaking of decline, pop one of football is going down like a sinking ship. Is it really? Oh my God. They, they, it's like 20% every year. So in the sense, like, uh, 2010, they've lost kids because kids' parents won't let them play. And plus you've got lacrosse and soccer. And basketball. Ugh. Lacrosse and soccer. Don't get me I know. Started. I know. Two sports that I would never have anyone play. I know. Soccer I can tolerate because there is a path to becoming an international superstar and making a gajillion dollars. Lacrosse, I don't care how wonderful you think the game is. If you played it growing up, if you want to lecture me about how I don't understand it, I don't care. It does not, as a taste to me, I don't like the taste of lacrosse. In any way, shape, or form. I don't like any sport where you can whip the ball at the goal, and if it misses, it'll go running off into the weeds. (laughs) That, to me, is so weird. Lacrosse players are just guys who could not hit the curveball. True, and it doesn't help that some lacrosse players tend to be some of the biggest, cockiest, white dickheads. That's another thing, too. That's another thing. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Do you care where the new Redskins stadium is? Because, oh, first of all, how about the Maryland Assembly? Were, was your rep in on this? 47 to nothing. Was this the Maryland State Senate that yeah, voted that was, to approve that, that sports headed, gambling? That was, that was, that was yes. That was uh, her committee, yes. And Jay Walker from PG County on all that right. committee. Did, you, uh, did your representative vote yay on that measure? Yes. Voted yay, yes. yes. And are you excited as a Marylander? That legal eh. sports gambling has come to the old line state. Eh, it doesn't really <laughs> affect me one way or the other. Yeah, because okay. I'm never going to gamble. So, oh no, you're gambling in Vegas, bro. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm never going to gamble in Maryland. There you go. How much do you think you'll bet on a single game with us at Zabe Vegas? A hundred uh, for a Maryland game. Let's bet a hundred. Uh, you know I will bet on that one. Okay. And I know which way you're going to bet, too. You know which way I'm going. Fucking right. hater. Yes. By the way, can I? he's, he's not my uh, FTG. But fuck Scott Van Pelt. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't we have a developing situation <laughs> here? Record yeah. scratch. Don't, what'd don't you, what'd you say again? A, fuck Scott Van Pelt lecture in Maryland. <laughs> On how should they feel about Mark Turgeon? Just because you're friends with him, don't tell me how I should feel. Fuck you. I hate that shit. That pissed me off. <laughs> what I mean, it- we, let's be, they, were, they, they had lost four games in a row. What am I they, by the way, college game day, biggest, biggest event in like 10 years, and he shits the bed again. And I'm supposed to be happy about that. Don't tell me. I hate people who preach on how I should feel. And again, just because he's friends, him and his little side buddy, who's a name I'm not going to mention, they're friends with him. So they're not, they're not going to rip him. Stop it. Uh, I hate that, I, that pissed me the hell off. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair if this enough. gets back to him, I don't care. Fuck him. Do you care now that Dan Snyder has theoretically Virginia and Maryland perhaps promising him a casino license or a gam- sports gambling license to go with a new stadium, 
Do you care where the Redskins or Snyder builds this new domed monstrosity, either at the site of the old FedEx field in Ral John or down south near Springfield? Does it matter to you one way or the other? It, it won't. <laughs> it will not affect my ride to work. Okay. So you don't give a shit. <laughs> so he's just going to build something bigger that nobody will attend because he, he runs the team like an idiot? Yeah, well, he's going to get a casino and a license. And yeah. he's going to get some land to develop. And yay, strip malls. Yay. Yeah. Business. Okay. Yay, other stuff. Ridiculous. Maybe uh, he'll bring Vinny back as a GM. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that would be the case. All right. My fuck that guy. You ready for fuck that guy? And we'll call it a wrap today. Uh, um, 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 yes, I, yes. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let's launch the music. If you need some time, I'll go first. I'll let, I'll let you hit first. All right. Here we go. go Here we go. Let it out. Feel a whole lot better when you do. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, this goes out to one Dave McMenamin of ESPN. Cleveland, right? Who went on the jump with Rachel Nichols to throw an interesting angle, and by interesting I mean fucking stupid angle, into the MVP debate between Giannis and LeBron. Take a listen. 35 years old, year 17. (laughs) He has navigated uh, a, a China controversy and maybe the biggest tragedy in the history of the NBA this season. That's extra stuff that, you know, quite frankly, Giannis is not going through. And playing in the better... Oh, for fuck's sake. Are you serious? A, the China (laughs) controversy was him stepping in dog shit because he's such a whore to Chinese money. And the, the Kobe thing, I bet you Giannis admired Kobe more than LeBron did. And besides... None of this factors into the simple determination of who's having the better season. For Dave McMenamin, I pray to God you were forced at AK-47 point by a producer at ESPN where they said, here, here's your take. Good luck. Make the best of it. If that was your own take, if you believe that, you're the worst. So to Dave McMenamin, fuck that guy. feel much better jay what do you make of that uh that was a pretty good one that was that was a hot all right what do you got fuck that guy for this week well it is staying in the same thing it's lebron james did you hear him say if if the nba says we're not going to have fans he's just not going to show up and play really dude stop it (laughs) he said he's now going to reconsider it's like, man, I only oh, play. He's like, I only play for the fans. I only play for the yeah. fans. Why haven't you been in the dunk contest then? I really, I really want to like him so much, but he makes it so hard it makes to get it, on him. It makes to get it, on board with him, one hundred percent makes it impossible for some of us. Flat out impossible. So, so to the to king, LeBron James, fuck that guy. It's got bad pal. <laughs> <laughs> That angered right. me. I'm sorry. That, that really angered me. Jay, two weeks from today, we will be in Vegas. You're going to golf with us Wednesday, me and the Wisconsin Mafia. You're going to the Golden Knights game. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Listeners are going to love seeing you on Friday at Top Golf. Going to be a huge week, brother. I can't wait. wait, wait. When is Charts showing up? Friday-ish. 
Why? Okay. No, I've, I've not seen Charch in like 10 years. Well, so, good. Yeah. You, you hang with him. Okay. All right. All right, buddy. All right. Can't wait. I'll talk to you then. See you. Bye-bye now. All right, we'll end on this today. I know some people are saying, I'm so sick of hearing about where Brady is going to go and play. I agree if Tom Brady ends up staying with the Patriots, then it's just a, eh, okay, boring. If he does go somewhere else, though, that's exciting to me. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I, I want to see I want to see where he goes, why, and I want to, well, it'll be interesting to see if he's any good. I think he's going to suck if he leaves, but that's just my own personal. I've got a little chip on that. No, if he leaves, he's going to suck, and you're going to see it. But it would be great for us in the chattering class if Brady does go somewhere. I try to temper talking about it because there's been so much speculation, so much lead up. There's so much downtime in our favorite sport, the NFL, that there's a lot of left-handed jacking off just to fill the time. Wait, can you say that on the podcast? Yeah, I can say anything I want. It's my podcast. Ma, don't listen to that. (laughs) To me, the most interesting quarterback on the move is Jameis Winston, the crab leg kid. On the one hand, decision-making software and that sweet brain of his that is just all fucked up in life and on the field. Too many picks, too many fumbles. But goddamn, he can sling it, and he loves to sling it. I mean, he throws a lot of touchdowns. There's something to be said for that. Can you trim Jameis Winston into shape? Can you tune him just a bit? Can you turn down the heat on the picks and still have him be that kind of dynamic thrower that throws touchdowns? That, to me, is the more interesting of quarterbacks potentially on the move stories of this offseason. And we had a delay because they don't have the CBA ratified, so they've pushed back the start of the legal tampering period, which should have been at the end of this week. Instead, it's going to be on Monday, I believe, so we're just going to have to wait a little bit longer for that. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. I understand there is a problem with the ZabeCast app on the Google Play Store, and we are addressing it as we speak. We're also going to be switching platforms, and we're going to be offering a yearly subscription option where you'll get 12 months for the price of 11. So you got that going for you, which is nice. Details to follow. For those of you that just you want one just payment for the year, and you say you can say to your wife or girlfriend, it's just once a year, 60 bucks, and I'm done. And then you don't see that recurring ding, 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 because I know uh, the women look for the ding, 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 dings, and they go, we need to get rid of this, this recurring charge. It feels like you're wasting money. And you know you're not wasting money by being a five-day subscriber to the ZabeCast. You know that's not the case. I'm worth it to you. That 18 cents a day, my God. So more news on that coming up, but bear with me. There are problems with the uh, Google Play Store, and we're trying to work them out. Thanks for listening. Dodge that coronavirus. Wash your hands. Uh, Make sure to put on hand sanitizer. Be sensible. Stay apart from people if you have to. But for God's sakes, don't cancel your life. And don't advocate canceling my life without my consent. 
All right, you want to be scared, stay inside, go ahead and do it. The rest of us, we're going to carry on. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.